It's so weird not having Miles here. I know. It makes me sad. That snap that you did of him just okay. now, oh. or sometime today, where you're like, who's the baby? And he's like, <laughs> ah, it's so cute. <sighs> so cute. And he's like smiling at himself. He's like, who's that handsome <laughs> man? <laughs> You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. This is Claire. This is episode 145. This episode is brought to you by Kalo, makers of the silicone wedding rings. You can get yours at qalo.com, qalo.com, enter code GGW for 15% off of your entire order. Kalo has new rings. Claire has one on right now. I do. I love it. Has, have you tried yours on yet? Not yet. Okay. I just I... got them. No, actually, I lied. I have the new Barbells for Boobs one, which is amazing. It's, not, it's the not the same. same. It's What's not it the called? Q, the quality collection featuring Q2X material. Q2X. I mm-hmm. love all their little names. I do too. Like the Kalo Lock. Yeah. And the Foxfire. Foxfire. Yeah, they have really cool names. But I put it on and I was like, I was actually really surprised that it felt so much lower profile than the other ones because the it's a like slightly, slightly harder or not even harder, just like slightly less gummy mm-hmm. almost. And the other ones are super, super comfortable, but you definitely like can feel it. You can feel the difference, when especially I, if you're doing harder jobs, which is what they're made for. Oh, I mean, I put it on and like instantly I forgot I was wearing it. Oh, that's amazing. Even more so than the other ones. Oh, that's I awesome. am so impressed. I, it's like a, it's a small difference, but you really notice it. Yeah. So Q2X material is a new ring material that Kalo has used specifically for hardworking hands. It's less rigid than traditional silicone. So it's really comfortable while also being 10 times more resistant to gasoline, oil, and solvent. So if you know someone in your life who really, really works hard with their hands or is like doing extra, extra hard work. Um, or if you these just like r- the desert rose color. Right. I know the desert lovely. rose color is amazing. Check out these new rings. And I could go with the theory of like, you really can't have enough Kalo rings at this point. No, you really can't. Because they have so many amazing colors. All the best ones. Put it all together. You've got this amazing wedding band that's functional for even the dirtiest jobs in harshest environments. If you or your spouse is working with your hands, this is the Kalo ring built specially for you. I just gave my mom a ring and this was like a revelation in her ring wearing because my mom has really, she has really thin fingers but big knuckles. Mm-hmm. So she's always had to size up rings to go over her knuckles. And this one, she like finally, literally for the, she was like, this is the first time in life I feel like I wear, I'm wearing a ring that fits because it will stretch over her knuckle yeah. and then go back down to like the normal size normal of her finger. Normal size. Yeah. It's like a that ring revelation. So if your mom has that problem, you can get it for Mother's Day. There you go. There you so go. again, GGW is the discount code. Tell all your friends, tell everybody, spread the word, help support the podcast by supporting our great sponsor, Kalo. And not only do they have great products, we just love working with them. We cannot say enough about them. They're wonderful people. They do great work. So support the podcast and support Kalo. This week, we're talking about marriage hacks. <laughs> we got this idea because A, we love talking about marriage hacks and Claire and I always get good feedback when we talk about marriage hacks. And then we put a call out on Facebook for you guys to share your best marriage advice. So we're going to talk all about that tonight, today, this week. Yes. And then we'll talk a little bit more about other stuff. Tell your story that you were talking about just what now. What was I? You're talking about the, the calendar situation. Oh, okay. So Claire yes. was telling this story and I was like, wait, 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 we need to talk about wait, this. Wait, gotta turn it on. We gotta go live. This happens all the time, by the way. Like, I, we'll have I get, I like, we're standing in Joy's kitchen and I'm like telling a story. And we're we like, both wait, are like, wait, 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 come back, come back. We're like, never mind. We'll just push record. Yeah. So, okay. So, Brand- so Joy and I have a photo shoot coming up this Saturday for some new GGW material. Hashtag so famous. So famous. We were talking about 
the just scheduling. And so Brandon has this man book club called Of Malt and Men. And they, every like quarter, they read a book and then they all get together and do like some man activities. So, like, Are they in, copying our book club? Uh, I think we're copying their book club. Actually. <laughs> so the last like in January, they all went curling. They like they how many cool stuff. How many guys are in like this? Like a dozen. Oh maybe. wow, yeah. that's a pretty good group. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then so this Saturday they're going to a shooting range, and you know this thing has been like planned for weeks and weeks, if not months, but it wasn't on the calendar. So our our thing right now, our like marriage kind of marriage hack right now, is that we have a shared Google calendar on our phone, and if something is not on the calendar, it gets no weight. Okay. So like I had the the photo shoot on the calendar and even though we've been talking about this man day, you know, the girl the um girls gonna want the Malta men, it wasn't on the calendar. So photo shoot trumps Malton men because Malton men was not on the calendar. And Brandon keeps saying like, well, yeah, but you know, we talked about it. I'm like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Wasn't on the calendar. Wasn't on the calendar. Yeah. So then long story short, he basically I was like, You have to watch miles. Like, there are a lot of things in this that I do that it's fine to take miles with not a big deal like this is not one of them I cannot like I could take him if there was like an emergency right but like this is not really it's gonna be really really difficult hard to have him there right and so anyway long story short Jess is gonna watch him because she's the best because she is the best hi Jess hi Jess but um I kind of wonder sometimes if like our actual friends listen to this or if they're just like too much Claire Joy (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wonder about that too yeah I'll I'll see friends at the gym like oh I haven't seen you in a while but I've been catching up with you through your podcast and I'm like like really i'm so sorry like the worst (laughs) friend ever yeah Although it does make it nice because when people are like, oh, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, great. I don't have to catch you up on anything. Yeah. Like, I think I told you this. I met this girl, Liz, who I worked with for a day doing some stuff for like the outdoor rec office. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I listen to your podcast. And I was like, that's perfect, actually, because now I don't have to like, you know, I was like, oh, I don't no, have, I have a, to be social, which yeah, is perfect like, oh, for me. You know, I have a five month old. She's like, yeah, I know. Actually, I, I listen to your podcast. I was like, that's awesome, actually, yeah. because hi, Liz, because I now don't have to like explain myself. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know exactly what's going on. Yeah. And shout out to Amanda, who I was talking to the other morning yeah and i was like oh so my friend claire she's like i listen to your podcast like i, I know, know exactly what's going on i was like all right great and then we're done like we <laughs> you so you know to reach out reach out to her on facebook yeah. right yeah great. okay Thanks. great Bye-bye. that's really funny yeah anyway so yeah so anyway so he that's our marriage track right now is the, the uh, like, calendar i thing. like that though because things get so busy yeah. that you're like oh i swore i told you that and you're like no you didn't well and like, I have an iron trap memory. You mentioned something to me one time, and I'll remember it. Brandon, <laughs> not so much. In this part, like, yeah, no, you, you, something, something about, like, the girls I want, like, when it comes to, when it comes to things with Brandon. Okay. Uh, like, if he, if he, I was like, really yeah, no, for that? you, because, like, Joy's always like, will you do this? I'm like, yeah, I will do that. And then I'll, like, text her and I'll be like, I'm remembering to do that. And then, like, two days later, she's like, so you didn't do it? I'm like, yeah, but I remembered that I was supposed to do it. So that's, and like, I'll just wait because I'm like, I know eventually it's going to catch up to her. And she'll, she'll remember. And I'll either text you and be like, I didn't do that today. <laughs> or I'll do it. Or I'll just do it. And you're like, oh, I forgot to do that. <laughs> it's a new development. Before I had Miles, I wasn't like that. Totally. Yeah. But with Brandon, I tend to remember things. And Which, especially, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's more what it is. I, maybe I won't remember it off the top of my head, but if you bring it up, I will totally remember that you said it, said it to me. I will remember the conversation. Right. That's really more what I'm talking about. Right. It's like, if you say like, oh, remember we talked about this? I'll be like, oh yeah, I totally remember that. Yeah. Whereas Brandon not, won't necessarily have that experience. But so if he says, oh, remember we talked about this? If my reaction is not, oh yeah, I totally remember that, chances are we don't even talk about it. Right. Right. <laughs> and so rather than me have to sit there and try to convince him like, no, really, we didn't talk about this and have him be like, yes we did it's like this is the test did yeah. you put it in the Let's calendar just go back and forth. no then it doesn't exist 
So how did he respond to that? He was like, well, he took it very well, actually. He was like, well, I did. I forgot to put it in the calendar. You're right. He's like, I know we've talked about it. And I was like, well, we've talked about like I knew that it was coming up, but I didn't know it was like Saturday morning. And, you know, so I we've been talking about this photo shoot. I ran it by you. You know, like we've talked about it multiple times. And at no point have you been like, oh, and by the way, I can't watch Miles right. up until now. So he, he owned it. And then we. Which so is we, good. That's yeah. kind of hard to do sometimes. I think we get really stuck in yeah. being right. Yeah. And so he was like, yeah, you're right. Like I didn't I didn't put it on the calendar. He said, so then we had of like probably one of the most constructive marriage conversations ever. He said, okay, so you can't take miles. What would you be willing to do? Hmm. And I was like, well, I I was like, you know, and he said, okay, well, if I can find a babysitter, will you, is that going to work for you? And I was like, okay, well now what this is turning into is you're going to go off and do your thing. And now I'm taking miles to the babysitter, watching him all morning, taking him to the babysitter, dropping him off and then having him pick him back up. So like I was supposed to have this kind of morning to myself and now I don't. And now you don't. Yeah. He's like, okay, what are you willing to do? I said, well, I would be willing to pick him up from somewhere mm-hmm. and we're like okay great so now i'll try to find someone that i can drop him off at you can solve the morning so it worked out good solution good solution good yeah. marriage good solution good team building <gasps> yeah good team communication yeah oh. our marriage is oh, pretty much cook. based on the fact that brandon is a compulsive communicator oh yeah it's helpful although sometimes mm-hmm. he'll be like we were talking about this at brunch the other day sometimes he'll be like okay so what i hear you saying and oh, i'm like oh my god i'm yeah. gonna punch you in the throat because we talk all about how you know yeah. obviously i work in behavioral health and brandon works in behavioral health and so we our poor spouses get this when like, you ugh. i feel <laughs> use your eye statements use your eye statements how do you feel Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And he and he'll always be like, so, okay, so let me just, what I'm hearing you say is, and I'm like, I'm going to just. No, you can't do that. Poking in the eye right now. Yeah. And then Scott will do this funny thing where he thinks that I'm playing like some mind trick on him, which I kind of am. <laughs> but he, it's like, he's trying to jump over the hoops that I'm putting out. Like he'll, he's on guard for like, yeah. what's she going to do? What, like, it's what psycho like babble? Like, I know I'm on camera. I'm on yeah. camera. What yeah. psycho babble is she going to throw at me? So he like <laughs> is constantly looking for hidden meanings in the sentences I'm saying. It's so funny i'm like, like i'm what? just talking to you i can't think of something off the top of my head but anytime we're we're oh like if we get in an argument or something and i'll just be like i I'm, i really want to communicate with you like i'm really trying yeah. to communicate with you right here he'll like look at me like what is this what are you trying to do? like there's a there's a trick behind this like if i this is a trick question right everything's a trick question in his mind yeah and i'm like i'm not being a therapist i'm just being your wife like yeah. i'm just trying to communicate with you but i'll like try to bring and it down like, really are you yeah. just trying to yeah, communicate yeah, totally. with me totally yeah that's what and he'll be like you're lying like there's a trick behind this question i just know it <laughs> he's always like there needs to be a support group for spouses who are married to therapists yeah like, yeah it's true we are yeah. very we know how to communicate but i think it's really funny whenever people think that i must be super mentally healthy because i'm a therapist <laughs> i'm like we could not be more crazy effed up yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like do as I say, not as I do. Yes. We could, you could teach it all day long. You could tell other people objectively what to do with their lives. But when it comes to your own, it's like with anything. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, if you were a doctor, you wouldn't provide your own care. Right. Like that's just not ethical. Right. Like you have no objective view. Okay. So right, let's read some more air tax. Let's do marriage hacks so we wanted to put a post out to everyone because we love this topic and uh wanted to kind of ask you all we know you enjoyed us talking about marriage hacks and 
what is your best marriage advice or the things that make your relationship work? Kristen says, I've been actually contemplating asking you some marriage advice questions. My best marriage advice, marriage is not 50-50. You both have to always give 100%, so there's some overlap for the times when one or both of you are going to fall short. If it was 50-50, then the second either of you falls short, you don't have it covered. That and praise the behaviors you want repeated instead of nagging. Whatever you focus on will grow. Be grateful even in the hardest of circumstances. Yeah. There are, some of these are more serious and some of them are less serious. Yeah. Like we also but, have one that says... Hold on. I want to I want to oh. talk about Kristen's really quick because I, I like... Okay, 50-50 is true, but I also... Like, I think we do have to give 100%, but we also have to be fair when someone is falling short that you're going to pick up the 80%, which I know this is what she's saying too. But I think, I think we do get stuck in the, in the numbers game of like, well, you do this and I do this all the time. Right, like keeping score. Keeping score. Yeah. Which is horrible. Somebody else said something about that too. I'm trying to find it. And then praising behaviors you want repeated instead of nagging is huge. If you, Mm -hmm. if you, I always think of it this way is, is your part, if the things you want from your partner, are you giving to your partner? Yeah, Kristen said that too. She said, my best advice, positive reinforcement. Um, So you want the dishes done? Ask nicely. Show appreciation. When you make a nice dinner and your uh, significant other says, hey, hon, that was great. Thanks. We made it easier. It makes you want to do it again. Positive enforcement is real. (laughs) So real. And then the, sorry, the one I was going to jump in is buy him snacks that I do not like at all. So I'm not tempted to eat them and buy myself snacks that he doesn't like. So he keeps his mitts off them. Snacks vibration. It's vital. It's... That happened to you once. I remember you, I think you texted or you posted something yeah. where you were like, he ate the last uh, perfect bar. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, and I was you, like t- oh, you texted it. it. That's what it was. It was yeah. like a screenshot of you texting him. And you're like, did you eat the last perfect bar? <laughs> yeah. No, it was a Noosa. Was it? Yeah, it was a Noosa. It was, he like took it to work and I was like, pl- I had like it in my macros. I was so psyched. I was going to get the whole tub of Noosa and he took it with him to work. And I specifically, oh my gosh, I specifically had told him, this is just a couple weeks ago. I specifically, like I, I bought four of them and I specifically said two are for me and two are for you. And he ate his two and then he took one of mine. Because he forgot. Probably. And he was like, yeah. oh, and he was like, sorry, it was really early when I was grabbing them. And I was like, mm-hmm. not Mm-mm. an excuse. No. I been, Inexcusable. Like, my whole day has been totally l- leading up to this new stuff yeah. and you didn't. Oh, <laughs> I, man, never, I, so I never thought I'd get into like the crazy macro hoarding not hoarding but like yeah get all weird about your food with someone else tries to eat it because you've already counted yeah. out the macros like, no. and the other day i weighed out some chicken uh-huh. and it was like perfectly portioned and then scott comes by and he starts grabbing at it i was like no, no, no. <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like whoa whoa i was like i'm gonna get you another plate this is perfectly weighed out it's <laughs> like i'm sorry jeez yeah. there's so a big deal weird uh, yeah. Shelly says, give each other the benefit of the doubt. If your spouse doesn't do say what you want or expect, find out why before jumping to conclusions, which is huge. Yeah. I think that's a good rule in life. Just, yeah, don't jump to conclusions. Don't. <laughs> do you remember when? Yep, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> it's, a, it's, jump it's a jump to, to conclusions, conclusions, Matt. <laughs> I really hope you guys know what the hell I'm talking about. I really, I'm not even going to tell no. it to you because you don't deserve to know if you don't know that reference. It's a oh, jump. No. To conclusions, Matt. <laughs> also, your relationship doesn't have to look like anyone else's to be perfectly fine. Ahem, Facebook. Yes. Stop comparing. Hashtag best friend, hashtag soulmate, hashtag so blessed. <sighs> hashtag my life is so perfect and yours sucks. Um, Speaking of hashtag so perfect, can we just interject real quick and talk about Julie Bauer's wedding? I was just going to say that. Yeah. Happening right now. <laughs> Happening right so now. So Julie Bauer Congratulations. She just got married in Jamaica and there have been like a couple of photos starting to trickle in and and she's been like snapping. Has she? Uh, well, I she didn't been snap looking. her wedding, but a couple of people she like snapped has been snapping in Jamaica, and a couple of people have been tagging pictures of her actually like at the ceremony. So you look, 
So she has this like super Aww. low back dress. I know, so cute. She's Hashtag so, so perfect. It's like a mermaid Flawless. dress. Yeah, and it's and it, of course it's like super backless because oh, she's so she's so amazing. Ripped. She's ripped and tan. Dang it, Julie. Oh, she's one that I'm like hashtag perfect. Totally hashtag. I know. Ugh, love it. Her Snapchat is amazing. Hashtag by the way. flawless. Yeah. Hashtag Julie. She's anyway. flawless. Okay, where were we? But we were <laughs> speaking of comparing our lives. Yeah, but now we're real. all like, oh, but her life is so perfect. <laughs> which it is. To be for your relationship doesn't have to look like anyone else's to be perfectly fine, which yeah. I think is so huge. And yeah. I fell into that trap when I first got married. I had the hardest time transitioning into marriage. Really? Yeah, really hard time. And how old were you when you got married? Thirty. So you had already had like you had like your life established as a single woman. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was very. It's so weird when I look back. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. You were just struggling. <laughs> um, <laughs> just on the struggle just, bus. You just on the struggle bus. And um, well, because I got married when I was thirty, we had dated for about a year and a half, two years before we got married. Uh, we knew each other before then, but I think it was just I knew I wanted to marry Scott. That was not a question, but it was just the transition of doing the work of marriage, like the identity of being a wife. That and the work of marriage. Yeah. I had no idea what to expect. I thought yeah. I had no idea. No one tells you no. that it's going to be hard work. I mean, that sounds really stupid. Like, but it's duh, true. It's, it's like you no think, one. It's kind of like when we were talking about WAG. I know this is very different, but it's like yeah. people think that because you're successful at something, that must mean because that it must be easy for you, right? Or a lot of times that's a perception. It's like, oh, you have a happy marriage. That must mean it's easy. Right. And I think it goes along, too, with how you were raised and what your views of marriage totally. were. I mean, there's so many. I'm just speaking for myself, obviously, personally. But everyone is different. So there truly are people out there that just kind of float along and have a really easygoing marriage and don't really get mm-hmm. into bumps and speed bumps in the road. Right. But I just had this idea that you kind of get married and you make it work. And then it's just like, oh, you just kind of float along in this. But no one really talks about it. So you don't really understand what it is that's going on when you start having problems. Yeah. And then you just automatically assume that something's wrong with the marriage. Right. Instead of saying, oh, these are things that we need to work through. Yeah. Or like, oh, this is something everybody has. And you kind of just have to. Yeah. And I felt so lonely. I felt so lonely. Really? Really lonely. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this is like, again, like I never questioned it, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. And like really kind of panicked about it. But you, like with anything, you, you lean into the discomfort. (laughs) (laughs) And you, I had to take a step back and be like, all right, what's going on with me and where can we work on this and look at it as a team effort. But I had come, I really had come from this mentality, a very selfish mentality. You know, I'd been on my own for a really long time. I was really defensive about even being in a relationship or a marriage. Mm -hmm. Like I can handle it by myself. Right. So kind of like a strong, independent 21st century woman. (laughs) <laughs> which is silly but yeah it's like the whole thing it's just because what do you say how did you word it again like just because you just because something is working doesn't mean it's easy right so i think that was the fallacy i fell into yeah it's like oh you just people just kind of get together and then they make it work but i think you don't realize that everyone has different issues totally well like, even just everyone, like reading through these comments everyone it's like, comes it's... from different families and a yeah. different upbringing so what what i dealt with is not going to be at all close to what anyone else yeah. dealt with and, and yeah at the same time people like you realize like oh this issue is not like the issues that you face are not unique to your marriage right like i remember you know first i remember like texting you about stuff with brandon being like is this normal and you'd be like oh yeah that happens all the time yeah i was like oh yeah even just like some of these questions or these comments you know you're i'm realizing that like one of them is about literally about like sorting socks doing laundry like yeah. that's one of their issues. It's like this. Uh, Evan says compromise, kind of a no brainer, right? But as an example, my husband doesn't like his socks rolled into pairs when we do laundry. He just wants them all flat in one stack. <laughs> I okay. can appreciate that. 
I don't get it. I never will. But that's the way he does it. And so I do it his way. However, he used to put my socks the same way. She's until, a roller. She's a roller. She's a roller. Until <laughs> I asked him to roll my socks since I fold his socks the way he likes. He agreed. We both agreed to adhere to each other's laundry methods. The same method is applied to a lot of things in our marriage. It enables good communication across the board. That's really a good example. Yeah. And it's like. It's such a good. Because these are the these little, little things. things. Like, the little things. The, like one of the things that drives me crazy about Brandon. Crazy. Is that the toothpaste tube, he squeezes it from the middle. I do that. And yeah. I squeeze from the bottom. You're all, you're all roll or up no, I don't roll. I just, oh. I, I, um, you just I, push it. I, what's the word? I flatten. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we just got two toothpaste tubes. Yeah. Because I would get like livid. Yeah. And I'd be like, I just had it all nice. I had it and, all perfect. And then you squeeze it in the middle. And yeah. Mess it up. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. The things that I get really annoyed at and <gasps> Scott could care less about. Yeah. But then he's so particular about certain things yeah, and I I'm so not. And I'm like, you don't care if your computer screen is like full of like smudges and crumbs. Yeah. But you cannot stand that these like windows are a little foggy or what, you know, like it's just so funny. Evan says, also says, a question back to you ladies. My husband and I are having our first baby beginning of June. I want to know from Claire some marriage hacks once baby, aka Tiny Overlord, comes along. Which I love that you named him Tiny Overlord. He is a Tiny Overlord. I think the biggest thing, I'm just going to address this very quickly. The biggest thing has just been to be like so almost obnoxiously upfront about things. Mm -hmm. Just say, because you are... Because you really have you no reserves. Basically have to become Brandon. Well, yeah. And like you and over-communicate. You have to be an over-communicator because you're you're running on empty for a long time. And like you don't have anything. You don't really have any energy or any, at least for me, like emotional or mental stamina to kind of fall back on. And so my ability to reason through tiny issues really went away. And so I had to, I've had to start bringing up every single thing, every single time it happens. Because if I let anything simmer, I just go bizarre. Like I, have, I can't. Like resentful. Yeah. I, well, and I, I just can't logic my way through it. So yeah, just be as upfront about every single thing, any tiny little thing that happens. You know, you don't have to have a solution for it. That's that probably be my other next big thing is that especially your husband when like weird stuff starts happening at the beginning of when you're you first have your baby, your husband's gonna want to solve all your problems, and you. He's going to probably ask you, what can I do? And you're going to have no freaking idea. Yeah. And it's going to be really hard for both of you. And so to just say like, okay, I don't know what I need. If I knew what I needed, I wouldn't have have an issue here. Just what I need is for someone to be here for me and listen to me and try to help pick up the pieces a little bit because it's kind of a shit show there at the beginning which we'll talk about a little bit more of that yeah. in a minute okay laura says i like to take walks but sometimes i want my husband to come with whenever i ask him to come for a walk he says no but i ask if he wants to go to walk to starbucks or to the store to get a snack he's always up for it that is like a legit marriage hack totally that is the exact scott example pulls that hack. on me all the time by the way and i know he's doing it it's really funny <laughs> So I get my walking partner and coffee. It's all about framing. Totally. Kaylee says, best marriage advice? Wine. Kidding. Not really, though. Drink together. <laughs> Enjoy dating each other, which I think is really important. Yeah. Uh, the other day, Scott and I have been super busy with our schedules the other day. I was like, we need to go out. We need to do something married, like married people. Just so last right, weekend, we had like, like two dates. Rather yeah. than just like going to the store together. Exactly. You, you get in our ruts, which I think it's... Sex in the City had this episode forever ago. It's like a comfortable rut where you just yeah. become so comfortable with that person. You don't want to go out. You just yeah. want to sit at home, watch a movie. We have our routine. We want to go to Whole Foods. We get dinner. We come back. We watch TV. But after a while, it's like, all right, we got to mix it up. We're becoming like totally. the routine people. Kristen's we already read about positive reinforcement. Melissa says, my best marriage hack was getting divorced. Hey, sometimes. That works for you. Sometimes it's got to <laughs> happen. Uh, Nikki, mine is making sure he's always fed. Hangry is bad. 
I that is like so my marriage. Brandon, That's me. Yeah, Brandon's Scott love language has to have is me fi- surprise food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, it's like kind of like gifts. Yeah, <laughs> like it would probably fall under that in the category of love languages, which Simone also brought up was love languages. Yeah, so I feel like anytime I can like bring him, I'm like, oh, I got you a burrito. It like really fills up his his love yeah i levels. remember you went on some hike or something and when you came back you had some cookies in the car and it was like yeah, the best thing a ever huge deal for him yeah so she says he's always fed uh no one is trying to win because if one of us wins wait and- you, you miss a bit oh sorry she's, she oh. Also says we always oh, return to the, the idea, idea that we're both on the same team which yes. i actually like no one is trying to win because if one of us wins and the other loses then how does that make for an enjoyable partnership the idea of teammates keeps us from spiraling out of control and disagreements and puts our thoughts and actions in the perspective of a group and not individual I like that. That's actually, hard to do. It's hard to not want to win in an argument. Really hard. Yeah. I have to remind myself of that and I have to tell Scott, I'm like, hold on. Are we trying to win? Are you yeah. trying to lose right here? And then he just looks at me like, what are you trying? What is that? <laughs> You're trying to trick me. Cynthia, my husband travels often. So this I is my him, best friend, by the way. Oh, hi, Cynthia. <laughs> I tell him, act in my absence as you would in my presence. As long as we behave that way, we as long as we behave the way we would when our spouses are next to us, we won't have to worry about infidelity. Yeah. Hey, Cindy. Calla I don't even think she snacks. listens, but she follows us. That's fair. <laughs> Calla, buy him snacks. Snack separation, very important. Snack separation. Jess, hi, Jess. I thought my aunt was crazy with this advice, but it's true. If your guy is creative, talk to him from his left side. Logical, talk to him from his right side. I use this at work, too. Hmm. Huh. Sandy, can you vet that? I Seriously, I think, I think like that's a, a total hack. mom Sandy. Catherine says, taking the dog for a walk when my husband is done with work. About the same as hiding in the bathroom. <laughs> Decompress time is important. I've, had to, so... I've had to like really cut down on Brandon's bathroom hiding time. Yeah, because Brandon's getting out of control. He does this all the time, right? It's getting, I, I'm calling, I started calling it toilet camping. Okay. Because he's taken bathroom hiding to a whole new level. Yeah. He'll get home from the, from work. Yeah. And granted, I understand he needs some decompressing time. But first of all, I've currently, like, in the situation he's walking into, I've been home with a baby by myself for, like, going on 14 hours. Yeah. He just had a 40-minute drive. Right. By himself. To come down. To kind of come down. And I get it. Driving isn't, like, to- but, like, at least get but started. Still, yeah. Yeah. And he'll walk, and at three, he's coming home from a hospital. He feels gross. Like, he feels germy. He'll come in, and he'll be like, I'm going to take a quick shower. I'm like, okay, great. I totally remember. freaking minutes I totally remember when you texted me the first yeah. time you did this. You're like, uh, Brandon said he was going to take a quick shower, and this was 45 minutes ago. Yeah, so first what he does is he goes in, and he sits in the toilet for 25 minutes. And I'm like... What are you doing in there? What are you doing in there? I start I start passive aggressive because Scott will do that. And I'm yeah. like, I think just in general guys do that. And I'll start passive aggressively Why? making it's comfortable it's with so to sit. It's like so bad for your bum yeah. too. Uh. And I'll so I'll like I'll like start passive aggressively making noises outside the door. I'll be like <laughs> Like shuffling papers or well, like talking to the dog. Bathroom. I know, but I'll like st- like to let him know them. Like, yeah. what are you doing in there? Oh, I'll just straight up be like, I'll text him. I'm like, I know you're sitting there on Facebook on your phone. What are you doing? Get off. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So then yeah. he started doing Ugh. hiding in the bathroom. So yeah. he took hiding in the bathroom he to did. another level. But I like walking the dog it. as a way of hiding in the bathroom. We just need that. Okay, what? Where was it the other day? And I was just laughing. I, it, my job has been so busy right now because I'm yeah. taking on this new position, and I hit a point of. <laughs> I literally, literally hit a point. Literally. (laughs) Hit a point. I just have to say it like Chris Traeger every time (laughs) I say it, that I had information overload. So the introvert in me was like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm... I'm full. I need to go like <laughs> need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I was just like, I need to go. I need to just, I started laughing to myself because I thought of you as like, I need to go hide in the bathroom right now. Like, but I'm at work. Like, that's not really, I can't really do that. I'm the manager now. <gasps> <laughs> Mr. Manager. Yeah. Anne says, I just like knowing I'm not the only person who needs marriage hacks. You are not alone, Anne. This is why we talk about it. Yes. Crystal, a friend offered this at a wedding <laughs> to the bridegroom. Don't sweat the petty stuff. Don't sweat. Don't. 
pet the sweaty stuff. That's junior high. That's junior high yearbook stuff yeah, right there. Totally. That's so funny. Lauren says treating love as an action, not a feeling. I like that too. And that kind of goes along too, I feel like, with like the thought of or the concept of like you don't know what marriage really is supposed to look like until you get there. Until you get there. You think of like, oh, I'll just fall in love with this person and that'll just Mm-mm. like cover all manner of sin. No. Nope. No, 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 no. Maria, it takes a lot of work. We live by the rule whoever cares the most. Not always easy. Discussions can take years. Wait, what does that mean? I don't know. I'm not quite totally positive. Maria, we need a follow up. Yeah, Maria, please tell us more. <laughs> um, but I I also want to say one last thing too is putting in energy into the marriage bank every day. I try to live by that as well. So every yeah. day, like what am I giving and putting into my marriage every day, whether it be a little note. I'll send him text messages when he's traveling or we give each other little phone calls. I do this thing where he's he sleeps in. I get up early, but I'll go to the gym and I'll come back yeah. and I'll bring him coffee. And so when he wakes up, there's coffee sitting on the nightstand. Like, I would love that. Yeah, just like little things like that. He does that all the time. And I'm really bad at that. Yeah. He is like always buying things or like doing things or like scheduling right. stuff for us to do and always, 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 always thinking of me. So then I feel like an a-hole and I'm like, I need to. And it's not that I'm like, not appreciative but that's just not, not where your mind goes that's where I'm not where my mind goes yeah. and that's not like how I show love so I'm trying what, to do you know your love language mm, I think it's uh, words of affirmation one of them is like your top what are you like your top three words of affirmation acts of kindness and what's acts the other of service one? acts of service and I think those are my top two I don't know mine are quality time and acts of service yeah mine's definitely words of affirmation would be the top I need to <laughs> Sandy Sandy put this the best the other day she said I need to I need lots of pets yeah. I'm like yeah I I do. Yeah. I need lots of pets. I don't. I feel like that's that's in my top, but it's not my my very top. And my bot, my like very last one probably is physical affection. Yeah. Which Bra- that's Brandon's first one. Hashtag not a hugger. Not yeah. a hugger. And so and that's like uh, totally Brandon's first one. That'd and probably so be my third. We have to really like work on that. Yeah, it's hard. It can be hard for me because it's just like you know it comes he comes home at the end of a day at a long day. And he wants to like hug it out, and I'm just like I am the opposite. At the end of a long day, I have no hugs left to give. <laughs> you don't want to hug it out. He wants to hug it out. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you guys for everyone who submitted your marriage advice because that's yeah. such a fun little topic. And I love that we can all sit and talk about this I together. I agree. So Claire. let's circle back yep. to Evan real quick because I did want to bring something up that I've kind of I've kind of mentioned it, but I feel like I'm kind of in a little bit of like what's the what's the opposite of a vulnerability hangover when you're like, Oh, I need to be more vulnerable about this. Put which is that you need to get you need to get in the arena. Yeah, I need to get in the arena, which is that I have been in I don't really want to say in treatment, but I've been doing regular counseling for postpartum depression for the last twelve weeks. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there because I think I had mentioned that I, I was going through a little bit, but I definitely haven't talked about the extent to which I've been experiencing it or kind of anything that I've been going through. And it's really common and it's actually postpartum depression is more common than gestational diabetes. And if you think about that, yeah, it's insane because you think about that gestational diabetes, like you get screened for it. Every single pregnant woman gets screened for it. You probably know a couple of friends who had it, which means that you have more than a couple of friends who have dealt in some way with postpartum depression or anxiety. And so for me, what that looked like was, and I, I know I talked about this a little bit, but for me, what that looked like is, you know, at the end of those kind of two weeks that they give you of like the first two weeks after you have a baby are going to be a total just disaster. Like you're mm-hmm. going to be up and down all over the place. You're going to be crying for no reason. And not even like, oh, you're going to cry at a Hallmark commercial because that happens when you're pregnant. But like literally you will just be standing there and just start crying. And you're like, what just what happened? on? Like I would be in the shower and I'd be like washing my hair. And it wouldn't even be like nothing would even happen. It would be like next thing I know I would like, am I crying right now? Where did that come from? Yeah. So after about those two or so weeks, 
I still was feeling really, I don't really know if I want to say unstable, but just like really down and like really like wasn't excited about life, wasn't excited about miles, was just, I just kept thinking like, I'm really overwhelmed, I'm tired, this is normal. And finally at about six weeks, I realized, okay, this is getting to the point where I legitimately am not looking forward to, to like my day at all. I'm not looking forward to any part of my day. I'm not looking forward to spending time with my baby. I'm not looking forward to, you know, anything. I was really getting to the point where I was like, I didn't really even really want to hold Miles. Like this is not. Something's wrong. Here. Something's wrong. I don't feel connected to him at all. And it just was really not. I just kind of had a check in where I was like, okay, this is like, this is not normal. If mm-hmm. this is normal, like. And you weren't, you weren't interested in writing it out any longer. Like right. to a point where like, let's just see if this goes. Right. Well, and I was, I was getting to the point where, I mean, it was getting pretty serious. Like I was having some scary thoughts. And so I got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to, like, if I, I can't be home alone with a baby having these types of thoughts. Right. And so Brandon was like, took extra leave. He didn't go back full time for a couple extra weeks, which was awesome that he was able to do that. I know most people are not able to have that kind of flexibility with their spouse. But I was reflecting on this because last Friday I had a really hard day and Brandon had worked three 12s in a row, which was is hard no matter what. But basically what that means for me is that when he works a 12, I am the only person that Miles sees from when he wakes up till he goes to bed. Like I get no break all day. It's not like Brandon comes home at six o'clock and can help put him to bed. He doesn't, you know, he leaves at six in the morning and he doesn't get home until about eight at night. And so on Friday, it was his third day and I, I just woke up with this feeling of like almost the feeling that you get when you have like a presentation you don't want to give or like even more than that where I just felt this dread in the pit of my stomach about having to spend the whole day just with Miles and I was just I so I texted Brandon and I was like you know I really need a break I'm having a tough day and he had the weekend off but and I was like you know I just this weekend I'm really getting to break I just have this pit in the feeling you know this feeling in the pit of my stomach and he was somehow able to like someone else at the at his at work like there was a patient getting discharged and the counselor who was supposed to be with them was going to go home early so he like switched with them and got to come home early but I felt really I guess like ashamed about that or I was thinking like I should be able to do this you know I'm a mom now I'm a, I should be able to take care of a baby for the you know like for the day and then I was realizing like there was a time really not that long ago where I couldn't even be home in miles for an afternoon yeah and so to have come to the point where I was like yeah three days is a lot Maybe that third day was getting to be too much, but there used to be, you know, there was a time not that long ago where I couldn't even be home with him for a couple hours. And so I kind of was realizing like, man, I've gone through a lot and I haven't really talked about it, at least not on the podcast. And so I've been doing every Wednesday for the last 12 weeks, I go to therapy for two and a half hours. It's like a group where you do like a kind of like a small group therapy and then you do a larger group therapy with your baby and then there's like a individual therapy afterwards so it's like this intensive sort of like therapy afternoon yeah that's really intense yeah children's hospital so um it's been good i don't love small group therapy it feels a little (laughs) bit like a support group to me where it's like let's all air our grievances and i'm like how is this helpful yeah but it is nice sometimes to have just for the same reason people listen to this podcast to have someone say something you'd be like i thought i was only one right Thank God I'm not just totally crazy. I love support groups. I love especially like peer-led support groups. Yeah. I was totally not into it at first, but then then I was like, okay, this is actually helpful. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so I just wanted to sort of put that out there and say that, you know, we talk a lot about mental health. Yeah. And if you're struggling with this, know you're not alone. Yeah. And if you have struggled with it and, you know, and I feel like we really pride ourselves on being upfront about mental health issues. Yeah. And, you know, this one is a really common one and it's really scary and it sucks and it really sucks. And you're sitting there thinking like, this was supposed to be the happiest time of my life and 
I don't want to live, you know? And it's like, that's not a place that you should have to deal with. And it took me a while also to come to terms with the fact that I couldn't, I didn't have the tools to deal with that myself. Right. So, and I think there's just so much shame in that. of just being like, I should be able to deal with this. I should be able to handle this. And so reaching out for help feels like a huge step. And, and I know a lot of people, they be like, well, I'm not that bad. Right. So they do this whole like, well, I'm not that bad. So I guess I don't need help. And it's like, you, but you don't have to suffer through this. You right. can get support yeah. on a lot. You don't of, have to be on the other, you know, like. doesn't yeah. have to be black or white. Right. You can be falling in the middle and be like, man, I'm kind of sliding and I really need some support here. And Well, and also I think especially with postpartum depression, there's this thought that like you're going to drown your babies. You know, it's like, oh, if I admit to this, they're going right. to like child and family services is going to get called and like, no. No, they that doesn't not, actually happen. It's not. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. But also, there's this thought of like, well, if I admit to this, that means I'm a bad mom, and that means that I'm not cut out to be a mom, right? And that means that you know, and like, I definitely struggle with that. Where I was like, I am, I am the girl who has her shit together. Like, that's my part of my identity. It's like I'm the girl who figures out what I need to do to get things done, right? And I can't do that here, and that was hard for me to kind of own up to. But here I am, owning up to it. Thank you for sharing, <laughs> Claire Bear. I know that's something that I think a lot of women can relate to. You're probably helping yeah. countless people. So it was even just to go back to that question about having a baby, you know, when you first have a baby, things get crazy and it's okay to get a little crazy, mm-hmm. but don't let yourself get too crazy without asking for help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, let's contain the crazy. Yeah. Let's dampen. Dampen, dampen the crazy. <laughs> I think one time, Claire, it was Brandon, where you're talking like, he needs to dampen the feelings. Yeah, dampen. Anytime I have feelings or text Claire a bunch of feelings, she's like, we just need to dampen your feelings. All right. Anything else? I feel like I don't want, I can't just like jump into something else from that because I was very serious. So yeah, no. Is there anything like lastly? No, I think that's it. I mean, I just think. I think, I think a good resource would probably be to start with your. Your OB or your midwife or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you should have taken, if you are a new mom or are soon to be a new mom, someone at some point is going to give you this thing called an Edinburgh postnatal screening and it's this like just insane checklist it's so unhelpful but when that comes up don't it's one of those questions that's like very likely somewhat likely unlikely and it's like I have been having thoughts of harming my baby who in their right mind is going to be like very likely no one no one but when that comes up that means that your doctor is trying to get some you know so even if you don't feel super comfortable with that questionnaire (laughs) Because it's not the most helpful thing in the world. Yeah. You know, that's a point to say, hey, listen, I am really starting to feel overwhelmed here. And I just want, and even just to to, to, to like say, listen, is this normal? Right. Because they might say like, yeah, you know, that's to be expected. And here are some, but even still, even if it's quote unquote to be expected, if you're having a hard time coping with it. And that's the thing is if you're having yeah. these symptoms, that's, that is important. Right. And it I doesn't think, matter whether doesn't or not matter. everyone else goes through it. Yeah. And I think everyone's like, well, I just don't, like, maybe I don't have the diagnosis. Like yeah. I had something going on recently and I told my doctor and I was like, so, you know, I'm having these symptoms here and here and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, do I need to check my hormones? And she was like, well, no, because you're having the symptoms. So like, we, right. we're not going to go back and just confirm because if you're dealing with these symptoms, like my guess is you're dealing with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing here. I'm like, don't wait to, to for things right. to get like really, really bad. Yeah. And don't feel like just because you don't have everything on the checklist. Right. It really is just like if you were at a point where for any reason you feel overwhelmed. And that's such a woman thing too. Yeah. We're like willing to just hold out to the very bitter yeah. end to like things get really, really bad. Well, and the biggest thing for me too was like turning around and thinking like how is this going to affect Miles? And that in, even in a way was, you know, was able to help me frame it in a sense of like this isn't about me. And so I, I don't have to feel that like almost 
self-indulgent, you know, sort right. of like, oh, well, you know, which is not, you know, you should never feel self-indulgent for getting help. So there you have it. So this is my 12th week in the program. It's finishing up. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it was good. I liked it. I met a lot of really interesting women who are going through some real shit that made me kind of like, wow. But still, you know, it, it was, it was also very validating. Switching gears then, uh, you wanted to cover body image. Yeah, so I thought as long as we're on the, on the topic of like super <laughs> personal information, I just thought, we talk about this a lot, but it's an ongoing thing. And it's not like once you have, I feel like it's kind of like, like a really, it's a relationship with your body. Mm-hmm. Like body image is totally a relationship. It's ongoing. It changes every single day. You have to put into it. You have to get out of it. It's not just like you wake up one morning and think, okay, I'm good with my body now. Issue solved. Right. We're all good. Right. So here we are again, talking about body image. Yep, talking about our bodies. How? Because I'm curious. Because you've your body has changed in a not insignificant way since starting WAG. <laughs> yes, you're ripped now. I have to say, I have feelings when you say that. I have emotions that come <laughs> up when you say that. What are they, Joy? Well, <laughs> I do react to that. I want to crawl in a hole and never come out. I've found myself. So as you were bringing this up today, I was kind of like, well, I don't. I do this all the time. Uh, like kind of like the yeah. postpartum depression thing. Uh, I don't deal with that. I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> That's not me. I'm okay. Um, so I think I mentioned last time that I'm going to be ending the actual coaching portion of WAG in four weeks. Yeah. Um, so I started in December, end of December. And so this is my 15th week that I've been doing working against gravity. And I had no expectations, no ideas of what it was going to do. But certainly, I've absolutely changed significantly in what I look like and muscles more defined or whatever. And I've uh, lost about 15 pounds at this point, which is so weird. I had a really hard time kind of wrapping my head around that because I just thought that my size before was like going to be my size forever. Yeah. I was always kind of the... Like you wouldn't have looked at your body thought and thought like, oh, that girl uh, has 15 pounds to lose. Never. Yeah. And not only that, I was always just so used to being like, this is, this is the size of clothes I'm always going to wear. Right. This is the, the shirts that I'm always going to wear. And now it's kind of like, oh, I can actually wear button-up shirts without them like ripping apart at the shoulders. So certainly there's things where I've, I almost kind of got mad at one point when none of my pants would fit. And I was like, I just want to, like, I don't want to buy any pants. Like these are the pants <laughs> I always wore. So these, I know I thought I was going to only have to wear, wear like as one pair of khakis just, for the rest of my life. Yeah, I know. It's like, but I'm a, I'm a weird creature of habit too. And so... I know that sounds really backwards because most people are like thrilled when their clothes are loose. Yeah. And I got mad. I was like, man, these are, are, but these are my pants. Like (laughs) these are my pants. And now they don't fit right. And now I'm upset. Yeah. Um, But I know, and I know that sounds so weird, but like, so those kind of things have gone on in my head. And then I also was very aware when people started making, and again, like this, this goes with like the mind screw of your body just being a reflection of it's obviously like the representation of your outer self right so like when people would make comments on how I looked or wow what are you doing I'd be like oh I kind of get all embarrassed and my arms kind of look veiny so I'm like really I notice people even if I wear like I don't wear tank tops at work but like even just short sleeves you see people like look at my arm and I'm like what are you looking at like (laughs) really self-conscious about it so I don't I'm I'm not saying it's like on a scale of one to ten that I'm like really struggling it with it like on a ten but it's just like it's been an adjustment 
And well, and I think that's interesting because you wouldn't necessarily attribute weight loss or getting leaner to having a hard time. Like typically you would think like, oh, I'm I'm loving the positive attention, you know, it's right. like, as opposed to kind of going the other way of like, wow, this is really, this attention is really not what I was going for. Yeah. And even Scott will be like, man, like your, your clothes look so different on you. Da, 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 da. And I'm always like, no, I haven't, nothing, nothing's changed. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. And so I find myself really deflecting and I don't know how to take it as a, I don't know if it's a compliment. So like I struggle with that too because i'm like i don't know if i take that as a compliment or if i just like i don't is that a good thing is that a bad thing because i've never really attached much of that outer stuff to like my worth in a way like yeah. i used to when i was in my 20s but like I've, I've come a long way with that it's like a different relationship now where i'm like i'm just comfortable so yeah. i i don't know if it's like deflecting but it's more of just but that's not who i am right well, and i am a whole person i'm not my body you know also like that though, like of, i feel like something like a react something that i feel like i've gotten from you is sort of like that you want and let me know if I'm totally off base here but that you want people to know that that's not what you're going for mm-hmm. so you don't want to th- you don't want, you don't want people to think like oh no. I was trying to lose weight totally yeah yeah like every post I put up I'm like just so you guys know yeah. this not is not about weight. this is not about losing weight yeah. so I'm almost like swinging in the opposite direction like yeah with full force because I'm like I just want everyone to which like and also I think you're eating an unbelievable amount unbelievable of food every day. and my coach just upped my carbs you guys how and many carbs do you eat a day just out of curiosity 290 295 grams of that's carbs. ridiculous <laughs> i have 225 and i have to i struggle yeah to well last night i ate too many high volume foods and my stomach i was like i can't eat anymore which is so funny because i'm like okay now i can eat some pizza yeah <laughs> but yeah i just feel like it's it's like that's a crazy amount of carbs crazy that's and then like, on my refeed days i'm eating 360 <laughs> I that's um that's like insane to me <laughs> but he just upped it so like this is my but first still it's still I know yeah it's not like you were eating 200 no. or 100 I mean like I'm not like you look at that in this terms is of definitely like, not starvation no at all yeah I would not Which be doing it also why it's insane that right. it's like yeah yeah so um but yeah I think back to that whole thing too of like I'm trying to make sure people know that I'm like I wasn't trying to lose weight yeah is because I've, I've come such a I feel like we are advocates too of making sure you have a healthy body image but because the old stuff comes up for me that yeah. body image was really important and I really cared so much about how I thought back when I was a young little pup and <laughs> now I'm I really want to be an advocate for healthy body image and yeah. so I do struggle with putting before and after pictures up which I've only put one up and I might do another one soon but it's just I struggle putting those up because I just a people are always going to take it however they're going to take it but I think for me I want to post them when I when I can come from a place of like I feel proud of this because this really took a lot of hard work and I see it as balance and I see it as the bottom line I've said it a million times before is that it has improved my relationship with my body and eating food yeah so that's my take yeah for me I started this you know obviously significantly heavy so when I started this I was seven weeks postpartum changed a lot yeah and i weighed almost 160 pounds so i actually when i when i had miles i weighed around 170 which when i got pregnant i weighed about 130 so Mm -hmm. i gained about 40 pounds i weighed more when i left the hospital than when i went in because i swelled up so much yeah and like i couldn't even wear shoes out of the hospital i had to walk out in those like grippy socks because like my feet were so swollen i I still remember when i brought you those boxer shorts and you're like i need an extra large yeah you texted me and i was like are you sure like you're so small and you're like extra large extra large So, you know, everyone's like, oh, when you, you know, when you have your baby and then you start breastfeeding, like the weight will just fall off. That did not happen for me. And apparently what I'm coming to find is that there are two types of bodies. The first of 
body's postpartum. The first is that breastfeeding makes you lose weight like crazy. The second is that your body holds on to weight for like a zombie apocalypse preparedness plan in case breastfeeding, you know, in case like you have to go into hiding and still need to breastfeed. I'm the second category. <laughs> Thanks, body. Thanks, body. So um, anyway, so I weighed like almost 160 when I started WAG and I was just super uncomfortable with my body. And I mean, you know, I, I knew that I was only two months postpartum, but I had, I really felt like I had stopped losing weight on my own. You know, it was like, I, I could tell just instinctively that like this, you know, sort of quote unquote weight falling off phenomenon was not going to happen for me. And I also knew that I just was, it was going to really be part of my psychological recovery from postpartum depression, from, you know, just like everything that I had got on to sort of quote unquote, take my body back, which now that term seems so silly to me because it's like, I have really have had to come to terms with the fact that this, I am dealing with an entirely new body. I walk into the gym and it's like, okay, what is this body doing today? Because I cannot base it off of anything that I used to do. And this is really, it's given me a chance to feel like I can take ownership of my body. And so in that sense, I feel like my body image has improved a lot. When I was pregnant, I didn't really care. I mean, I also didn't, I didn't feel like I looked like a big pregnant person. I think I feel like I looked like I just had like a belly, which I was totally fine with and I was very happy about. And so then when I felt like a big two months postpartum person, I was like really kind of not ready for that. So it's been an interesting, what's the word I'm looking for? Not journey, because I don't want to keep using the word journey. Transition with body image in terms of kind of having to be okay with A, the fact that I'm never going to have the body that I used to have. That doesn't mean that I won't get back to, you know, the weight that I was or the, the body mass that I was, but like my body has changed in ways that it cannot come back from not in a negative way but just that's just is what it is and so kind of thinking like okay how do I feel about this because it's not getting your body back your body's not coming back right you now have to build a new body um so it's been interesting but I think that it's it definitely has helped me feel like I have a tool well, I guess I feel like I have a tool to work with that. But just in general, I think my body image right now is getting a lot better because I'm able to frame it from a sense of like, look at what I did. I made this other human. Right. Which that is still just totally insane totally to me. Totally freaks you out. Totally yeah. freaks me out. I look at Miles and I'm like, I made you. I grew you. Yeah. Like you're like. You were in my it's body. insane to me. Yeah. Like. It's crazy. It's totally we insane. Could go, I could go crazy if I started thinking about I, it too I, hard. I like, can't think about it too hard. No. I look at like. Like, for example, when I, like, cut his nails or something, I'm like... Your nails. Your nails were in my body. Like, I... You have nails because of me. You have a tooth coming up right now because of me. He has a tooth, guys. Oh, my God. Don't even start. And, like, his hair. So much drool. You know, like, he has the same hair. I'm like, that hair was inside my body. This is so weird. Eyeballs. Like, everything is so weird. (laughs) I can't. It's so weird. Anyway. He's the best. He's the best. But it's so weird. So you grew a human. I grew a human. And And you will never be the same again. Yeah. Which is great. And also... was not what I expected. Wrapping your head around that. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we have to be out of time time by now. We are so out of time. But I also (laughs) want to say, lastly, we're probably not going to, well, we'll probably do checkups, check-ins on WAG. But just in, again, if you guys want to check them out, we are not sponsored by WAG. So any questions you have about WAG, go to workingagainstgravity.ca, I think is their website because they're Canada. You can just Google it. And I think I, I wrote a testimonial recently for a D so you can see yeah, and you can go back and listen to our episode with Eddie also. Yeah. She's cute. Okay, so one last thing too is let's do a quick review of our book club that we're doing for yeah. the month of April. So the book is Presence by Amy Cudi, C-U-D-D-Y. I'm really liking it. It's all about kind of like figuring out how to show up and be present. Own own it. Kind own of, it. Kind of, yeah, own it. You're, you're a regulation hottie. Own it. Own it. It's a little, you pow- do it's a you. little power posey. I don't know it's, if I'm, I don't um, know if I'm like ever going to power pose in real life. I did it today actually. Did it work? Yes. 
Okay. Well, I had to I had to run a staff meeting and I was really nervous about it because this was the first staff meeting I yeah. ran with this team and I was I mean I've been better I've done a million staff meetings but with the with this team for the first time yeah and uh, my boss was there too so I was like ah. so I sat in the bathroom and I just did a power pose for like I was like it really helps to put your head up high and just like stare at the ceiling and just feel like that's amazing. Like so, Elle Woods walking totally. through the halls of Harvard. You know what? You know what? I almost texted you this, but I was like, <laughs> I don't want to get distracted. But you know, when she's run, running the meeting in her video, she's like, they've replaced our Twitter yeah. people with Char- <laughs> from Charmin right. to regular. And everyone's All like, those ew. All of of not chafing. say I. I totally wanted, I was like, what if I came into the staff meeting? And I was like. <laughs> All those in favor <laughs> of not chafing. <laughs> I have two rolls of toilet paper. I'm like, hey, everyone, this is your new boss. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully at least one person would get it. Be like, I love you. Oh my goodness. You're the biggest fan. So uh, <laughs> we're like, and you're fired. Joy, okay. we have to talk to you. <laughs> so for those of you who already are in the book club, really there's nothing you have to do to join other than to get the book, listen to the book, buy the book, and join us on this journey of uh, reading the same book yeah, together. It's listen really to the episode if you want yeah, to. Yeah, listen to the episode not. at the end of the month. So today's podcast was brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash girls gone wad podcast over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or mp3 player for you the listeners of girls gone wad podcast audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service so we personally recommend presence by amy cootie and uh, you can take this opportunity to join our book club listen at the end of the month as we do a bonus episode to cover the book. And then we will pick a book every month for us to read together. And I personally think this is just so much fun because I like reading the fun. book, knowing everyone else out there is reading the book. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash girls gone wild podcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash girls gone wild podcast for your free audiobook. And you can support the podcast, join the book club all at the same time. Excellent. Did you want to do a quick plug on the underwear? Uh, we'll talk about it next time. Okay. I'm wearing the Icon Undies. That I have some things time. to say. You can check it out on Snapchat if you look like, no, yeah. it will be gone by then. It will be gone by then, but you can follow us on Snapchat because let's let, let's be honest, this is like, we're so hip and cool who, now. Who doesn't want this more cool and clear, apparently? That is GGW Podcast on Snapchat. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. But really, Snapchat's like, it's like the thing. Snapchat is where it's at right now. Except Just, you know where it's really at? iTunes. Go subscribe on iTunes. Oh, Claire. That yeah. was really good. Thanks. Subscribe. I that. <laughs> subscribe. Subscribe. Right, guys. right this moment. Everyone, everyone, everyone hit right the there. Ready? And, and go. Hit the button. Bye. Did you, Did you do it? Okay, bye. Okay, bye.